Welcome to the podcast, Travel, Eat, Cook. Here we'll tell the stories of people who love to travel the globe and immerse themselves in local food culture. I'm here today with Jim Parker. He's from Vancouver, and he's talking to me about his experiences traveling around the world. Hi, Jim. Hello, Stacy. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. So you're in Canada. Are you in Vancouver or are you in Whistler right now? Um, neither. I'm in Victoria, which is the capital of British Columbia, and it's on Vancouver Island. I know it's a bit confusing. Okay, great. Well, are you having warmer weather there? I'm calling from Florida, and we're in the 80s. Uh, it's beautiful here. The rest of Canada, apparently, you know, back east is uh, snowing, hard to believe. Um, but here, being on the Pacific Ocean, it's uh, beautiful. It's about 25 degrees centigrade. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe 80 Fahrenheit. I can't remember anymore. Well, beautiful. Um, so beautiful. Great. Yeah. Well, nice, yeah. thank you for joining us. We're going to talk a little bit about three places you've traveled to. You mentioned you were once in the military. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And yeah. one of the stations you were in was in Sudan. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Sorry. Now, tell us a little bit about Sudan. Tell us about your stay there. Okay. Um, I was actually a, a naval reservist here and a teacher at the same time. So I got time off from my teaching studies um, and went to the Sudan as a UN peacekeeper. Um, and it was uh, to monitor the peace agreement between the North and the South of Sudan, which up until then had been at war. And uh, our job was to go out and patrol um, the villages right on this border. I lived in a little town called Dilling. And we go air patrol, UN patrol vehicles and check uh, that the villages were okay and that they weren't being uh, attacked by uh, rebels and so forth. And so you were there and you got a chance to probably really immerse yourself in African culture. Tell me a little bit about what the food was like in Sudan. Yeah, certainly the best way to, to um, get right into a country is to go over, I think, in the military and, and live, uh, live in the village amongst the people. Um, the one that stands, at, we, um, I lived in a little camp, a little UN camp. And it was project, protected by uh, Egyptian soldiers. And um, the only food we had was either a, a galley uh, run by the Indian Army, or if your loved ones uh, sent you packages with food in it. And only, and there were 15 of us from different countries around the world, and only the Canadians and the Dutch had mail service. So um, I got a lot of my food that way. Um, but we would go into the village and, uh, and, quite happily eat what, what they eat. And one of the things about Canada is we're a multicultural society, so we, we're used to having all these different foods. So it wasn't a, a huge leap to go and enjoy the food of Sudan. The one that stands out is a friend of mine had his birthday, and we all took him out to this, this little village and all the lean-to shack restaurants, and uh, we ordered camel. Did, did you just say camel? <laughs> yeah, camel, camel meat, just like you would... Uh, a barbecue steak and uh, so this place where we ate was right beside um, a butchery and hanging from it were hunks of meat and be camel and the sad thing was that right beside that was this beautiful camel with a saddle on waiting for his owner and I kind of wondered what he was thinking. Oh no 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 so um, camel so camel is eaten in Africa like we eat steak here in the North American culture is that right? I, I can only say in, in Sudan I, you know there are 60 countries roughly in Africa, and I, I couldn't speak to, I think I've been to about 12, 12 different countries in Africa, and this is the only place I had camel. 
um, or at least barbecued camel. And it was really good. You know, they, they eat with their fingers, so it'd be with rice and lots of oregano, I remember. And, um, and it's being a Muslim area, there was no alcohol, so we'd drink lots of, uh, you know, Coke and, and whatever. Right. Um, but I remember it being really good, nice and lean and not, not fatty and uh, um, really enjoyed it. That's great. What an experience that must have been. It was, yeah. And then you went somewhere else in Africa, too. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we um, have been around. This wasn't with the military. This was um, uh, after I'd served in Af- Afghanistan and another military deployment. I came back to Canada, and then uh, my partner, Heather, and I wanted to do another trip, and we arranged this wonderful train trip on Rovos Rail um, and took a, a two-week train trip from Cape Town in South Africa, Dar es Salaam in, uh, in Tanzania. And uh, it was just incredible because you got to see the inside of countries, um, you know, as trains do, they travel through the rough parts of towns, just like in North America. But the food was phenomenal. They had one tiny little galley or um, kitchen on a, in a train in one of the cars. And they, the, the food was spectacular. The pairing of the wine was all South African, was perfect. And the meal that stood out, though, there's one of the other uh, guests or two of the other guests were an East Indian couple who lived in London, England. And she offered to cook for all the passengers. And there were 75 of us. And so she took over the, the little galley from the cooks and made a you know, wonderful Indian meal, curry and so forth. And um, people could either partake in that or the regular meals that were offered on the train. And it was just phenomenal, her working away with a couple of assistants. And I said, well, what do you have with curry? What, what's the, the drink? And she said, it's got to be either beer or champagne. And uh, that's something I learned about uh, eating and drink, pairing eating and drinking properly. Right. Well, that's interesting. It's great that you got that multicultural experience in Africa. And that's what we love about the world is no matter where you go in the world, you can find that type of diversity. So it sounds like you had it there. I will go ahead and put a shout out to South Africa. They have some beautiful wines. So if you did get any pairings from from that part of the continent, um, you did very well. You ate and drank very well. (laughs) I think they must have had one car that was completely for wine storage. You could never trick them up. You ask for something and they would have it. It was, uh, it was pretty spectacular for sure. Well, that, that has made me interested now in learning how to go to Africa and get on. It's called the Robos Rail. Is that right? Ro- yeah. Okay. Robos Rail. Yeah. It's an interesting story of the, this guy started buying old cars and refurbishing them. And all of a sudden, um, he had a, a train system that was running on the infrastructure of South Africa. Interesting. Great. Well, let's jaunt to another part of the world. Let's go to Thailand. Tell us a little bit about your trip to Thailand. When was it and what brought you there? Um, Thailand was uh, sort of a second choice. This was for my my 50th birthday. Hard to believe I'm saying that (laughs) on air. Um, My 50th birthday um, and Heather was going to buy us a trip. And we wanted to go to Ireland because she is from Belfast in Northern Ireland. Um, but we were flying air miles and they, they weren't available. No seats were available. So the lady said, well, where else would you like to go? And we said, tell it, you tell us. Go down the list. Thailand. Okay, we'll go to Thailand. And that's how we ended up there. And it was just a wonderful two weeks. Uh, we went first to uh, Bangkok and stayed at the, now I can't remember the hotel. There are only five of them in the world. Um, just incredible uh, place. 
And then we went on to Koh Samui, which is an island in, um, in, in Thailand, and enjoyed the cuisine there and lived right on the beach for, for a couple of weeks and uh, took a cooking class. That, so it's, you're telling me that Thailand wasn't exactly on your itinerary of choice, but it ended up being an amazing trip. And you went to Bangkok and then you went to this island. What was it that you ate and what was the cuisine like there? Um, I, again, not being really an expert on, on, on different foods, I would just say it was an East, East Asian, um, you know, Pad Thai and, and so forth. Um, we saw an, a cooking class offered, advertised, so we signed up for that. And uh, it was held upstairs above a restaurant and you were given all the ingredients and then instructed how to make a, a classic um, Thai meal um, with all the... the different ingredients involved, and then you would eat it. I think I, my, my memory is the, the chef, the instructor would uh, rate it, and I was quite happy to have beaten my partner, Heather, in, <laughs> in the, the taste of edibility of my food. So that, that's the only time that's ever happened. Is there anything notable in particular you can share uh, about Thai, Thai food from your experience of having authentic Thai? Um, for sure, the spice and spices, and we, and we, we do eat a lot of Thai here. Um, as a result of that trip. Um, I remember um, the, the instructor putting one little tiny, about the size of your little finger, spice in front of each of us. And we all kind of laughed, you know, how hot can that be? And, um, and I, I put it in my meal and it pretty near blew my head off. It was so powerful. And I asked her how many would she use for her own family? And she said, about a dozen. So that kind of showed me the difference between uh, my palate for hot food, which I thought was pretty robust. You learn differently. You learn differently going there. Yes. Uh, Thai food food does have a reputation to be quite spicy. And uh, Canadian-ness behind. You know, I I don't want to bring it with me. I want to try and just completely immerse myself wherever I am, whether it's, you know, Sudan or Afghanistan or France or wherever I've been. And you have a way more enjoyable experience because you're not bringing any expectations uh, with you you know you're just everything you're open to everything new and and that's the biggest travel lesson i've learned and that that's you know included for eating food or any well with that travel lesson i think that's the perfect way to to end this podcast thank you so much jim for participating taking us to sudan and taking to Thailand and taking us to France and then remembering at the end of the day it doesn't matter where you go with travel it's about being open and it's about experiencing the local culture so thank you very much